Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mother Daughter Journey podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we are going to dive into, well, talk about something that we've kind of been talking about here and there all month. Um, If you are part of our email list, then you'll kind of know that we've been talking about conversations and how important they are, how difficult they are, the nuances to them, and a big piece of that is that words matter. Yes, extremely so. They matter a ton. Today, we actually, we, we have come across something in one of the social media groups that we're a part of. It was an article written anonymously by a parent that as we went over it, both of us, you know, went, oh, okay, been there. Been there, done that. And then because of our experience and the things that we've learned, it was like, oh, red flag. Oh, red flag. Oh, that word. Oh, it was, it got a little more painful as we, with each paragraph, to be honest. So we just kind of thought it was the perfect thing to use today in today's episode to really dive into what we're talking about when we say that words matter and some of like the nuances of conversation. So K-Dog, why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit more about the article how it starts out, you know, all that good stuff. Basically, the article talks about good parents having trouble with kids. That's that's the gist of this article or how the voice that the author is using. Mm. And it starts off with a few weeks ago, I sat in the high school parking lot yelling at my child. Tears were coming hard and fast. I was filled with hopelessness, rage, and my heart hurt. I was about to tear my hair out. I was at my wit's end. I'd had enough. My child had just been suspended for the second time, and we were only three months in to the freshman year. So big stuff, right? Like big stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been on the other end of that emotion from a parent, right? That like, oh, F, I messed up right kind of a thing and I really made them upset and that's heavy for especially especially when you're you know what freshman so 14 15 years old right especially it's happening in the parking lot of your high school right right Right. it's not even like there was no control over the outburst they like couldn't it didn't even wait till home right it was like boom right there in in the parking lot Right. And from our own experience of when we have emotionally charged conversations, when our emotions aren't regulated and we're not thoughtful or or we end up being not thoughtful with our words. Right. Exactly. It's almost inevitable that something came out that didn't mean to from either party. Right. Either either as a reaction to the right. So exactly. And honestly, there's no processing or productivity to a conversation like that it it has serves no purpose other than one venting and two to hurt even if that isn't your intent your intent isn't to hurt your child but 
that's the purpose it served. At the end of the day, that's what happened. Right. Right. Right? And yeah, so just observing that, one, validate the feelings of both the mother and, and the child, right? Yeah. Been there, done that. It's not easy when you don't have the skills and you don't know where to turn. And as this parent says, like, I have no idea what to do. I thought I've done everything right. And that's a horrible place to be. So red flag, emotional regulation, right? There isn't any happening. No. Well, so let's, let's kind of backtrack a little, right? So the child got suspended twice already, right? Which implies rebellious or unwanted behavior, right? And what is it that we always say is that behind every behavior is a need, right? So the child does not know how to articulate that need or recognize it or recognize it probably. Right. Cause that's, that's the first big part. I remember that is half of the time I was just so overwhelmed with emotions and taking on other people's that I didn't even know what I needed for myself. Right. And so, hence getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so there. It, and it's, you know, a lot of times I can remember doing this as a parent. It's like, I'm thinking to myself, I've taught her right from wrong. We, we've discussed the right from wrong thing. So I don't understand why she can't jest. And I'm sure this particular parent is feeling the same way. Like that, they know that behavior is not acceptable behavior in our family. Well, and this is actually the perfect, what you were just saying um, with the right and wrong, I think is one of the perfect stopping points. Yes. When it comes to words, right? So. Yeah. Right and wrong are very black and white. Mm-hmm. So, and especially there's so much gray in the world. Well, especially also when you're talking to somebody in an emotional state. Well, and also we're talking to a child who is developing their own beliefs, trying to. trying to develop their own beliefs, develop their own boundaries, develop their own morals right their own kind of code ethics that kind of thing and it's that's part of what we talk about with the flourishing or not the flourishing the maturing relationship is that's part of the process yes some of those things don't always line up so just saying that i i've done everything right as a parent using that word right and wrong is very just I guess like black and white, like there's no, there's no room, there's no wiggle room. Right. And we talk about, there's no right way, right? Everybody is an individual and a snowflake. So right, 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 right. right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's no correct way. How's that? There we go. So you go into this thinking I have to do X, Y, and Z. I've read the parent magazines. I've read the parent book. These are the proper ways. And Mm -hmm we have a child that doesn't fit the mold because people don't fit molds. No, we don't. Yes. You're labeling it in a specific way. And we talk about this with emotions, labeling emotions as good or bad. They aren't good or bad. They just are. There's a behavior that's happening. It Mm -hmm. is a behavior that's happening. Is it an unwanted behavior by the parent? Yes. But let's find out why the behavior is happening. And not label it. I used to, it's funny, I just made a post on our Facebook page about coloring because I could never do like the mandala colorings, colorings that take hours. 
and I love to color. But it wasn't something that I could do because as a child, if I would sit down and try to do something like that and I'd get called away, for me with the OCD, it'd be all I would think about was the fact that I didn't get that done. And I would be have big emotions about the fact that I didn't get it done, which would turn into me arguing about the thing that needed to happen, right? Can we just, I'm going to kind of side pin this and like, let's also kind of acknowledge, I don't know if irony is the right word, but the irony of the fact that you got pulled away from it and it had to be that moment and you couldn't finish coloring before doing the task because the person who was pulling you away was also struggling with that. It has to be done right now in their exactly. own. Exactly. Exactly. It's just kind of like a side pin. <laughs> exactly. But the point is, is my behavior when I was, no, you have to do it now, walk away from the thing you're doing and you need to do it now. My behavior wasn't stellar, right? I, I'm sure my mouth went off. I had a bad attitude, like all of the things. That sounds like you. <laughs> but there was a reason. It wasn't just because yeah. I have a bad attitude or I don't want to help out or there was a need behind that behavior that I didn't know how to deal with, right? Now I can sit down and call those big elaborate pictures because I've discovered how to deal with them with my OCD. One, I'm treat my mental illness. And yeah. two, I have plans, which back as a child, I had to not have the wherewithal or the capacity to make a plan around coloring a picture. Well, and you also didn't have the awareness of why it was so upsetting, right? right? Like what was happening. Right. And so this is a long tangent to say, we all concentrate on the behavior that's mm -hmm. unwanted, like we need to correct this behavior. And if you go back to finding out the why behind the behavior, then you can make adjustments <laughs> so that the behavior changes. It might not be the way you thought it was going to be or the way you planned or, you know, the picture that you had. But the point is to address people's needs and right. help them accommodate those needs in the best way they can and still function I'm not going to say correctly. I'm hung up on those words because it's like, I don't want to say still function, but basically. Right. I, I, that's why I like kind of tilted my head and raised my hand. Yeah, head they couldn't part. see that. It, it's kind of like, if it's not working, look at why, is is what we're saying. And the words right. that were being used here were derogatory and black and white. And yeah. So first pin right there. Right. All right. <laughs> that was a long right, way. So let's move on to phase, phase two. <laughs> Move on to phase two. So, and we're just going to pick on words at this point. You you have the gist of what this is all about. One of the other sentences that we like stopped at was, I always thought that a normal parent who tried really hard would not have a troubled child. And if you could see Abigail right now, our hands are flailing like, you know, ah, like, no, it's, and, and this is me, right? Like I, I definitely have, I think a, a slightly more adverse reaction to the word normal than other people do. Right. And it's just because I was always, when I was younger, called weird, quirky, like that's, that's not normal, like that kind of thing. Right. So right. I'm very much passionate about like, there is no normal. That is a word, right? So that when we're talking about words matter, that word normal, when you're saying, why can't you be normal or this is not normal behavior or I'm a normal parent, mm -hmm. you're creating stereotypes and judgment. Like you're setting and, yourself up for judgment. 
Absolutely. And going back to that mold, right? You're, you're creating a mold of, well, this is the only one way that a parent could be, or the only one way that a person can be. And this, and this if we child quirky, right? What, what's the point? I right. Don't know. Exactly. That's my thing. So the next part is where I don't really know if this is words matter, but it did stick out to us big time. Was the you know where did I go wrong? All the sleepless nights, the worry. Just where did she go wrong with this child that they are off the rails? And well, it does. It still has to do. I mean, the words, right? That question of questioning yourself, right? The words that we speak to ourselves yes, exactly. matter too. And if we're sitting there saying, what did I do wrong? Why can't I be better? Where did I mess up? That's just judgment. We're just sitting there judging ourselves. That's the judgment that's happening with the self-talk. And then on the other side of that spectrum, right? where did I go wrong implies a couple of things. It implies Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with the child because again, right. They're not fitting my mold. Back to the right or wrong. (laughs) And that, and also we're taking responsibility out of their hands. We're, we're Mm -hmm. basically undermining their confidence to navigate their world. And right. Yes. They're going to make decisions that, there are, that's not so great. And there's going to be consequences. I mean, we still do that as an adult. You know what I mean? When I stay up till two 30 in the morning and then the next day I have something to do and I'm exhausted, like that's a consequence of my decision. It doesn't negate right. me we, as a we bad. We still all make decisions that have yes. consequences. Right? So I think we forget that as parents that like we, we all make mistakes, mistakes and decisions every day that there happens to be sometimes there are consequences that were unforeseen, right? That you have sometimes to you with. don't understand the decision because yeah. you're not the one making it. Yeah. And so it just again, it takes undermines the confidence that the child can handle anything that comes their way, basically, because I'm this way because mom must have did something wrong. So I I'm just what? An appendage? And and well, it also it's I would beg to argue that it's not taking on that responsibility as a parent, right? Of saying, well, all of the behaviors and every single thing and every single choice that this child makes is because of me. I'm going to kind of throw it out there. That's ego. Absolutely. That's ego. They're an individual. Like we were just saying, like we all make choices and it all stems from our emotions, right? Yeah, most times. I mean, it stems from a need, right? There, there's a need there, or there's there's something that needs to be looked at. I'm not, and I should add that not all things children think that they need are actual needs, and they they will act out emotions because they didn't get what they want, and they don't know how to deal with the emotion of it. I mean, that's also- that's And that's what I mean, what actually, what it actually comes down to is we're guided, we are guided by our emotions, whether we let them get, sweep us away and we go with them, or if we are like, we, we kind of have them like next to us and are like, mm, maybe we don't need to go that far, Mr. Emotion. Well, it's also modeling, right? Uh, yes, but we talk about it. Like, how would you know how to do that? If it's not modeled back to you. Oh, you, you wouldn't. So, right. 
and we've established that it's not modeled back to him by the right that's probably not a one-off it wasn't for me I'm not throwing stones but I know when I was at that point where I was reacting like that it didn't just happen once no it happened numerous times all right let me see there was another word oh I know what it was this is not how I raised you to be Mm. so that's like a that's a tricky one for me but it it's important so I think we need to highlight it well I think it's to some degree similar to the where did I go wrong right you're taking as a parent no I mean yes and no yes there's definitely ego involved there right yeah because you're being a way that makes me uncomfortable that's that's the bottom line like right who you are and what you're doing right now makes me uncomfortable I don't like to deal with it and so I need you to adjust it right Mm -hmm. but it's also projecting onto the child a who they should be like right what their beliefs should be what their boundaries should be Right. If they're not identical to yours, then as a parent, right, then somehow there's the concept misconception that you messed up as a parent or you went, where did I go wrong? Right. Because right. they're not exactly how I envision them to be. Yes. And so I'm not saying that I think children should be getting expelled from school. We're simply having a conversation about words matter. And those words mm-hmm. that opens up to misinterpretation. Right oh, to internalization and all of the things that we've talked about previously. That's not the way I raised you, which means you are not measuring up to my standards. Right. right? right. You're not reaching a bar. There's an expectation that you to be somebody that you're not being, that you're not meeting. Right. And as somebody who felt that pressure as a kid to like be a certain something or a certain way, that just I think made me act out more and act out I say with like again quotation marks right it didn't it didn't help (laughs) I guess right and that's the whole point of the like what we talk about with conversations Mm -hmm. learning how to have these kind of conversations and learning your conversational baggage and all the things we've talked about over the last month including you know putting conversations away so that you can get a handle on your emotions that just didn't happen here which didn't happen here but that's the point it's to move forward in a relationship it's to recognize the needs that are driving behavior and realizing if they're as we talk about with expectations are they unrealistic needs why do you have them it's really digging into the why instead of the quick fix of just stop if there's a reason there right let's find out what the reason is and look at that and and work on that together and it's sticky it's sticky exactly (laughs) but (laughs) it really really is so anyway more just basically words matter in conversation why it is so important all the little takeaways that our kids and just anybody that we're talking to from particular words that we say how they can create barriers to having a productive and compassionate conversation and you never know how somebody will internalize a word Exactly. And so I'm I'm going to, I think, end this. There's a couple other things in the end that felt a little over the top for me, right? But again, it makes sense when you're coming from this like scared mindset of, oh no, what's going to happen to my child if mm-hmm. they continue to act out this way 
right? right? It just continues oh, like that kind of a thing. Yes. A big portion of it is about your level of uncomfortableness as a parent, right? I can't deal with them if this happens to them. I can't deal with it if, if we think and we say and we tell ourselves it's, well, I don't want that for my child. Like, I just want them to be happy. I this, I that. But a lot of it is because we're uncomfortable. Right. Because we haven't accepted that their happiness is their own responsibility, right? We're not responsible for anybody's happiness, but our own. Yes. And I know that's something that you say, like often as a parent is one of the hardest things to accept. Absolutely. And it definitely sounds like that's something that this, this parent is still under the pressure and under the assumption that they are responsible for their child's happiness and every decision that they make. And that's a lot of pressure. It absolutely like, is. It is. Uh, so and just, we have no way of obviously knowing the mindset of, for the parent know, there, but yes. And we, we have, like I said, no way of obviously knowing the mindset of the parent or the child, but reading through the article and seeing a lot of the words that were happening there, it, it I would say it triggered something in us because we kind of, but it, yeah, it did. It triggered something. It brought us back. It, it did. It, it brought us back to a time that we've experienced that was very, very similar to what was described in the article. Yes. And it's why we do what we do mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. With our coaching clients and while we talk about these things on the podcast and, and in our talks, because it takes a long time to learn that stuff on your own and you think you're alone, right? It's really a lot of unlearning too. It's a lot of unlearning. Exactly. Which is harder. Yes. And when <laughs> just you're learning in, something new. And when you're in the thick of it, your child's being suspended or your child is struggling with, you know, getting out of bed and going to school or your child is cutting, getting into fights or yeah, your child's fighting or, you know, punching walls or any of those behaviors where they're lashing out or you know looking for something but that's just like large I'm gonna say again I'm putting up air quotes misbehaving I, yes it's interpreted that way I mean they are let, let's label it right if if you are doing those things you are misbehaving in the situation and the setting that you're in we also teach our clients and the youth that we work with like you are responsible for the energy that you bring to the room Oh, right. 100%. So if you're going into a situation where your energy is affecting the other people at school, your anger is scaring people, your outbursts are disruptive, like what you're doing, whatever reason you got suspended, mm-hmm. it does affect other people. So to be, so to call it, it misbehavior, it is to some extent. It's not, well, that's not a mislabel. Okay. Right. But. Kids and people, for the most part, I don't believe, don't wake up every day thinking, how can I misbehave today? Right? Right. Right. Or what was, there was one word I remember when we first read the article. We didn't pick it out today. But what was that word that I was, it wasn't misbehavior, but it was something along the lines of rebel, no, rebellious. Hmm. Oh. It was um, insubordinate. Insubordinate. Insubordinate behavior. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. 
And it wasn't even insubordinate behavior. It was because insubordinate behavior would be okay. No, it was insubordinate child. It was what did I do to get such an insubordinate child, which again is where the words matter. If you want to talk about insubordinate behavior, you're talking about, again, a behavior. And yes, I think we need to look at- That's where my brain was going. Okay. But again, I think we need to look at the need behind that behavior, but the behavior isn't a label on the child. Right. (laughs) When you say things like insubordinate child, what your child is most likely hearing is, I'm a bad person. No, bad behavior wasn't acceptable, but I'm not acceptable. Right. Right. So yes, words matter and how they're spoken matter. Big time. Big time. So (laughs) I know that, I don't know. Again, I say this every week, I think. Not sure how that flowed, but it is what it is. (laughs) Get over it. We flow the way we flow. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, as usual, we had a little bit of a rant, but that's okay. Tangent. And tangent. Tangent. Yeah, it was more of a t- more tangents. We don't really rant. I don't know. But thanks for listening, and we will see you again later on the mother-daughter journey. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.